Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another great episode of Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. Yes, I am the hostess with the mostess, Charlie Sabrina Miller. And now let's give it up for that band. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. They are every week. I swear they are. This week we have Hair Ties and Twigs. Formerly known as rubber bands and sticks. Well, I have been zinged and I love it. And they get better every week. I swear they do. This week we're talking about one year as transgender queer fluid. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. We also have number 17. Yeah, we're getting down to the line. 17 of 20 jokes. So terrible, they're actually funny. Then over on the B-side, flip us over onto the B-side, and we're going to talk about the International Podcast Day. Yeah, and a little bit more information and maybe a song or two. Yeah, and then, of course, we're going to have listener feedback because that's what I do around here. Welcome, new listeners. Welcome, welcome, one and all. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for choosing this particular episode, number 106, to download and listen to for your first episode. We have now popped your cherry. Welcome aboard this crazy rocket ship ride through my brain of a stream of consciousness podcast that I call Changes in Latitudes Podcast, A Transgender Experience. Or Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience podcast. I don't know. Throw a podcast in there somewhere. We'll figure it out, huh? <laughs> yeah. And of course, welcome back, all you longtime listeners, binge listeners, weekly listeners, sporadic listeners. Maybe you found me and you binged on me for the last month and now you finally caught up. However you're listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening previously. Thank you for coming back. I, I, I can't tell you how much I love that. You're coming back for more. Last episode, number 105, I called another episode for non-transgender people. And, and that's because last year I did episode 51, you know, an episode for non-transgender people. And I thought it'd be a good follow-up. We went through some links and articles of what to say, what not to say, what to ask, what not to ask for all the non-transgender people. And I say non-transgender instead of cisgender because maybe there are some others out there that just don't identify as either. And they're trying to learn more. So there's information for you. Go listen and read and find it. I also answered some listener feedback, one from a cisgendered female and a few from a transgender woman. So that's definitely an episode to check out, especially if you are not transgender. So please, trans people, share it with your non-transgender friends. Give them that information. It's an easy thing to share. I give them the information. All you have to do is say, hey, listen to episode 105 and uh, episode 51 of this podcast. I think you'll like it. 
You can find that and all past episodes at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. You can also search us out on iTunes and Stitcher, Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. We can also be found over on thequeerlife.org. The Queer Life is a weekly radio program done out of Calistoga, California on KBBF 89.1 every Friday night at 6 p.m. You can also listen from thequeerlife.org website anywhere you are. And each week, Kaya and her co-host spend two hours, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., talking about trans issues, trans news. Sometimes they have guests, sometimes they don't. I was a guest a few weeks back, and that was a lot of fun. So you can find me there in the archives. Go on over to Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast and like and follow the show. You can email me at Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, CIL podcast. And I created a new discussion group over on Facebook. So as you're searching out Changes in Latitudes podcast, you'll find Changes in Latitudes, a discussion group. It's got the same logo as the podcast. And you can, uh, you can join in the fun there. It's a private group, so you'll only see who's in it, but you won't see the conversation. Have you heard of the new app called Spare Min? I'm going to give it a try. Find me there at Charlie Sabrina, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-A-B-R-I-N-A. And while you're searching out all the other social media for the show, cruise on over to patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash changes in latitudes podcast and go and support the show. Support the arts. Support people who paint. Support people who write. Support people who play music. Support people who draw comics. Support people who create content for the internet just like a podcast or a video cast, support the arts. And the best way to do that is through Patreon. You can choose your budget every month. You won't go over, and you can support the arts. Also, as a bonus, starting with episode 100 of Changes in Latitudes, I created an exclusive minicast only available on Patreon called <laughs> Unplugged. It's me, after hours, after I hang up the mic from recording the, uh, the main episode, I turn it back on and talk to my patrons and share, oh, observations and stories that either just aren't interesting enough to share on the show or they're not in depth or they have nothing to do with being a trans-related issue. And I just share some stories. Usually it's about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. And we move on to the next week. So go support the show at patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. This episode is supported by the wonderful patron, Christopher J. Christopher, thank you so, so very much for listening, for commenting, for messaging, for responding, all the stuff that you've done for the show. Thank you so, so very much. I really do appreciate it. Okay, I think it's uh, just about time we're done with this housekeeping stuff. Let's get into the main topic. Main topic, one year transgender queer fluid. No, it's not for a car. It's not for a car at all. It's something I found on the internet, actually. Actually, what I found was transgender queer. It was a hashtag floating around uh, f- uh, Twitter and Facebook, I think. And I said, hey, that's kind of cool. I like that. Because transgender is an umbrella term. And within that umbrella term, there's another umbrella term, gender queer. And there's another umbrella term, gender fluid. They all fall under the transgender umbrella. And so this word 
is a conglomerate of them all. It covers everyone. It covers everything about you out there in your gender journey, your gender expression. And uh, I tried using it as a hashtag for a while, and it didn't catch on, and I didn't think it would. But, you know, I had to give it a try. Had to give it a try, and so it's out there still floating around. Hopefully somebody will find it eventually. And uh, really, what brought me to this this year was last year's uh, episode as coming out as genderqueer, genderfluid. And I say genderqueer and genderfluid because when I, when I reached the point uh, last year, because uh, I'd, been, I'd been basically full-time female for about two years, and I was, I was missing aspects of the male self. I was asked, missing aspects of my male persona because I had spent so much time in my life being that way. You know, uh, there was a point when I just said, well, I got to be comfortable with what I have because, you know, there are no other options, really, you know, and and so so, you know, one of the key factors in life is you got to learn to love yourself. Well, I'd reached the point of, you know, liking that part of myself enough that I missed it. And so that's when I said, "Okay, I got to figure this out. I got to look up stuff. I got to figure things out. And that's when I discovered gender queer and gender fluid. And I said, yes, those two definitions those two definitions really suit me and really speak to me. And that's where I latched on. Now, uh, for those that may not g- grasp it, genderqueer is something in the middle. You know, you, can, you look at them and you can't quite figure them out. I don't know who you are. And they're very consistent in their look. Usually. Usually. Gender fluid, well, like fluid, flows back and forth between the binaries. Between the two binaries, male and female, is where a fluid person will exist. Sometimes they'll be a little more female, sometimes they'll be a little more male. It's just how they feel. Some, sometimes it's uh, to the extreme, but not always. Not always to the extreme of, of ultra-femme or hyper-femme or ultra-masculine, mega-masculine, whatever, you know? Sometimes, but not always. I'm, I'm speaking very general right now. And those two definitions touched me. I said, yes, that's, that's, I like that. So that's why I say both, genderqueer, genderfluid. And since it still falls under the transgender umbrella, I'm transgender still. Because it's a gender journey, a gender expression, a gender identity that is what this is all about for me. And so, so last year, you know, having missed the male self, I kind of butched it up for you know a handful of months, three, four months, maybe. And it was it was a it was a nice it was a nice return to 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 being comfortable. And then I realized, okay, took a little too far to to the masculine side, you know, went a little too far. And let's figure out somewhere in between. And so I did. And that's kind of where I'm floating right now. I still go back and forth. But if I had to say anything on the, on the scale of masculine to feminine, I'm kind of in the middle, leaning a little bit towards more feminine. You know, maybe not leaning, maybe a couple steps more towards feminine. And that's just, that's just my expression. That's just where I am in this journey of life. And I'm open for things changing in the future because that's what life is all about. And also in this gender expression of self, uh, part of it is exploring the world the world around us, the environment that we have going on around us. And part of that for me is difficult because I'm a stay-at-home parent, so we got limited income and excursions out, you know, that are, that are more uh, fun, you know, 
are are a little few and far between. There are you you know usually the journeys outside the house are there's a purpose there, you know uh, appointments and shopping, grocery shopping sort of thing, you know uh, stuff like that. So the the fun excursions eh, don't happen so much as often as as I'd like. But when they do, they are they are just a blast being able to be out in a community that is accepting and embracing and supporting and all that such is just is just wonderful. In fact, there was a, a social gathering at the local LGBT center a few weeks back, and that was such a fun experience. I mean, I've been to a few, but it's just such a fun experience to be around people who get it, who understand this, you know, journey of gender expression that we're all on and how we want to express ourselves whether we choose a medical transition or not you know and that's what it's all about being around the that like mind that the hive you might say being around that is so rejuvenating and refreshing that it just it just breathes life into you if that makes sense um also in this last year i've noticed it's it's a little awkward floating between the genders because there, in the last year, when I've been more guy, you know, maybe a few days sh- uh, facial sh- stubble, which isn't much, it takes me two days to get five o'clock shadow. You know, I, I've seen people at five o'clock with what takes me two or three days to grow, and I look at them and say, how do you live? Because it's got to be itchy. I don't like it after a couple days growth, which is, you know, their five o'clock shadow, because it's itchy. So... If they're going to experience that itch every single day, I feel their pain. That's horrible. Horrible. So I'm very grateful that I don't have that. But on days when I am a little more masculine expressing than not, I get mammed. I get mammed more when I look as a guy than I've got surd when I look like a girl. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of strange. But uh, but it's it's a unique weird exp- weird experience because you know when I was in the in the first two years expressing female and was surd it would hurt so or you wrong wrong pronoun even it would hurt so much because you're striving for that femininity in my case or in a trans man's case masculinity and and it just your bubble bursts when you're when you're misgendered because you're like oh confidence goes out the window and then you pick yourself up and you move on. Well, now that I've expressed, that I've uh, uh, experienced this in-between phase of, of existence in the gender binary, this fluid area, this queer fluid area, that, that it, when it happens to be mispronounced or misgendered, um, it, it doesn't hurt as, and sting as much. You know, unless I'm going for ultra-femme or ultra-masculine or something like that, you know, then, yeah, it's like, really? You're going to call me that when I look this way? Really? 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 But it doesn't, it doesn't you know, bother me all that much. And, and really, since I've, you know, done this genderqueer, genderfluid thing, um, I, I've, I really don't care so much which pronouns they use. Again, if I'm looking very feminine and you call me he, don't draw attention to us. Don't draw attention to me. So think about it, you know. Think, think, and don't be malicious about it, obviously. And, you know, when I'm looking more masculine, use the he pronouns. I hear from people that say, oh, that's going to be so confusing. I don't know, because sometimes, you know, your hair is always long. You got the same glasses all the time. Sometimes you wear earrings. Sometimes you don't. I don't know. And, I, and then I said, well, you know, it doesn't matter. It's however you inter- interpret me. 
And they went, okay, but I don't want to offend you. And I said, okay, fine. You can use the, the neutral pronoun they if you must. If you want to live securely knowing that so you will never make a mistake, okay, fine, there you go. Problem solved. Okay, cool, let's move on. Uh, but it, it's still strange when it, when it does happen, don't get me wrong. It just doesn't sting as much. And the thing I, I think a lot of uh, uh, people in general, trans specifically, but people in general need to realize, is that mispronouning and misgendering happens all the freaking time. I'm guilty of it when I worked retail. You know, I would call the, the person the wrong uh, title, you know, Mr. Mrs., Mrs. Mr., you know, or he, she, she, he, you know. I mean, it would just, it, it, it's a, it's a ha- it happens in certain environments and things. It's not malicious. It's just an error, you know. And, yeah, you, you, sometimes you apologize, but because it's an error, and most people realize it's an error, you just move on. And that's kind of where it is right now, but not entirely. And I understand how it stings, especially when it's malicious. But when it's accidental... Um, it's, it, you know, how, how can you blame somebody for an accident? You'll know when it's malicious. If they keep making the same mistake all the time and apologizing for it, eventually that's malicious because they should know after, you know, six months or three months that you're, what your preferred title and, and addressment is. You know, they should know that by then. It's at that point that you step in and say, all right, look, do we have a problem here? You know, because I've asked you to change the way you address me, and you're, you're not. Yes, you apologize, but it is insincere because an apology means you're not going to do it again, and you continue to do it. So let's fix this now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in situations like that that you got to step up and say, okay, look, what's, what's the issue here? But I want to say it does happen to, to people all the time, all the time, because it just it's one of those things of life. We try not to, of course, but it does happen. Uh, also, I, you know, most of my life, I, I've struggled with my gender expression and identity. I've, you know, always wanted to grow my hair long, but then I didn't because I didn't want to be called a girl, you know, for one point. Then I always wanted to grow my hair. So when I did dress as a girl, it was more convincing. And then, you know, when I eventually did that, I enjoy, I realized how much I enjoy longer hair. So, so that's, that's been a thing. Also, in the past, I'd be afraid somebody would see residue of nail polish or, or makeup or something from the night before, sort of thing. And I'd be so freaked out, keep hands in pockets, make sure my face is washed or whatever, you know, over scrub my face and eventually, you know, hurt the skin, abraze the skin. Not horribly, but you know what I mean. And, uh, and now I don't care if somebody sees residue or I have polish on or, uh, or anything like that. I don't care. You know, I, I keep my brows trimmed so they look a little more feminine. Like I said about polish, it's sometimes uh, my toes. I try to keep always done because I like that looking down and seeing that. Fingers, no, nah, not always because you know it, it chips and things like that, and it just it's a lot to maintain, and uh, it, all those things that happen with maintaining nail polish. And so, so I don't care anymore. I don't. I, you know, I've embraced the my gender expression, my gender identity, and I just don't care as much anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are times and places for the right and wrong thing. I've talked about that in past episodes frequently, I remember. And, you know, you got to know what it is. You got to suit the, uh, the look to the environment for safety reasons or just to fit in so you don't, so you don't stand out in the incorrect way. I mean, if you're going to wear a certain thing, you've got to realize that a certain thing is going to stand out 
and another thing is not going to stand out. You know, if you, if you, as long as you realize that by making that wardrobe choice, you're going to stand out, and you're okay with that, and you're confident in that, and you realize that people are going to stare because you are standing out of the crowd, then go for it. If you don't want that sort of attention, dress to suit the location, whatever that location may be. So, uh, so there are, is a time and place for things like that. And as long as you realize that, you're, you're fine. And that's what it is for me. There's a time and a place. Not too often, but I make sure that I suit the location in time and place. And nobody really comments on it at all. I mean, if they know me, they might. But the strangers out there in the world, they, they don't comment on things. I mean, if, if the polish is done on my hands, they may say, Oh, it's a nice color. Oh, thank you. I like it, too. That's why I chose it. Thank you. I'm glad you like it as well. It's a great color. I found it at, you know, whatever it may be. You know, it's just a normal conversation when somebody says, hey, I like your toe color. I like your nail color. Whatever. Also in this last year, I've come to realize that gender is definitely fluid. And I also believe that every single person, whether they identify as transgender or cisgender or anything else, somewhere within their own self at some people some period of time explored or expressed or had a moment of huh this is kind of the opposite gender whatever it is like a guy would say huh this is kind of feminine and a woman would say huh this is this is kind of a masculine thing whatever that may be and i don't mean work i don't mean there's man's work woman's work i don't mean that at all i'm just talking about experiences of life because you know for example uh, if, if you go to your average mechanic shop, you know, where they're going to work on your car, if you look at the people working on the cars, most of the time it's a male. Most of the time it's a guy. I, I don't think I've ever seen a woman where, I mean, I mean, unless the hair is up and your hair is really short and, you know, I mean, they're wearing jumpsuits and things, so it is kind of hard to tell. But usually you can tell a female curved figure underneath those sorts of jumpsuits, usually. Not always, but usually. And I don't think I've ever really have seen a woman working there. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But I haven't seen it. Just as in my entire life, out of all the nail salons that I've walked by and gone into and all that wonderful stuff, I think I've only seen one guy getting his uh, nails done. Manicure, pedicure, whatever it is. Because, you know, that's uh, usually women go do that. Not always. Because, you know, guys got to take care of their nails, too. You don't want any, you know, fungal or bacterial growth or ingrown toes or ingrown nail, ingrown toes. There's a vivid image. <laughs> oh, look, it's an innie. Um, ingrown tone, uh, nails or anything like that. So you go and get it taken care of at a, at a nail salon and have a man in your car and pedicure. But but if you were just to observe these things, you would think that, well, okay, guys don't get their toes and their fingers and toes done, and girls don't work on cars, because just of observation. It's not true. It's not true at all. It's not true at all. But I'm sure the woman who first, when she first started working in the machine shop and was accepted and, you know, became, you know, chummy with her coworkers, just like you do in any work environment, usually probably felt like one of the guys because that seemed to be the environment in a workshop like that and on the other end of the spectrum i'm sure that a guy sitting in a nail salon you know probably felt like you know like one of the girls will say 
or part of the crowd of, of this women or felt like he was doing something a little feminine. So we all experience some fashion of the opposite sex. It depends on how far we take that exploration of it. How many questions does it raise in our mind when we think of it, when we experience it? That's the gender journey, is how much you want to express and explore it. There's the gender journey of life right there. If you have no desire to to explore it past just getting a manicure and a pedicure, okay, fine, cool, good. You're taking care of your nails. You're, You're a responsible, healthy person. Good for you. Excellent. You know, if, uh... If, if this guy that goes and get his nails done, you know, monthly or twice a month, twice uh, or every two months or whatever it is, you know, if, if, if that person, you know, starts to want to feel more feminine, we'll say, and explores other options, maybe color up for a polish or, you know, clothing or whatever, whatever, doesn't matter. They're going to, they're, they're going to, you know, feel more feminine because of that that's part of the gender journey that's part of how i did it you know you start with a piece of clothing or two and then you move on and build up to many different things makeup and hair and nails and full outfits and then exploring the world and all that stuff and i mean that's what it's about and i'm sure for the the woman mechanic if if she happens to be transgender and wants to be trans man you know transition that way i'm sure that being in an environment like that would feel very um, positive because it is hyper-masculine. Just as, you know, the the soon-to-be trans woman sitting in the nail salon as a guy feels very feminine there. But that's because those two individuals are exploring their gender identity. The first two I was talking about, the ones that don't give a shit think about their gender journey... You know, it's just a woman that likes to work on cars and this is where her current position is and a guy that likes to take care of his nails because it's a healthy thing to do. They're they're not going to think about a gender journey. They're not going to think about exploring more expression of that particular gender that they're wanting to be or whatever their individual journeys are. It just depends on how far you take it individually. But we're still experiencing those, you know, opposite gender things. So I think everybody goes through that. It just depends on how far you take it yourself. And another example would be the uh, the straight hetero cis couple, you know, cis man, cis woman, uh, attracted to one another, so they're heterosexual, right? In a relationship, you know, whether boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, husband, wife, uh, you know, whatever their dynamic is, and they like to do reverse penetration, we'll say, where she is wearing a toy... And he is receiving. So, you know, he, being the receiver, is playing the more feminine role. Because the feminine body, usually in sex, is the uh, receiver. And the male body, usually in sex, is the penetrator. But yet, they're reversing those roles. I'm sure, in their own individual journeys, at some point, they cross... The the thought of, you know, uh, the thought of, you know, hey, this is kind of feminine went across the guy's mind, and, hey, this is kind of masculine, went through the woman's mind. Did they, if they dwelled on it, then they may want to explore a gender journey. You know, or maybe they just enjoy experiencing that side of the opposite gender during those moments in time. You know? But they're still thinking about exploring or expressing some form of gender expression that isn't their normal. In that case, it's behind closed doors. Right? 
if if they want to take it further that's their gender journey but they still experienced it at least to the minutest degree when they first thought about doing that act hey this is kind of like the opposite gender only because the male <laughs> organ does the penetrating and the female organ does the receiving and they reversed it but they're not necessarily trans or genderqueer or gender fluid they're just exploring and expressing later they may choose to identify that way but up until that point no they're just two people you know having fun behind closed doors who cares so i i, I honestly believe that everyone out there in the world has some sort of uh, opposite gender exploration in their mind at some point in time at some point in time because even the other end of the spectrum where they say oh i don't want to go get my nails done because that's too feminine or the woman i don't want to work on cars that's too masculine you know they're still expressing a gender differential a gender barrier a gender opposite i don't want to do that because it's the opposite gender mentality Okay, fine. Their loss. You know, she's not gonna. She's not gonna know what it is to you know take apart and put together a machine, and get it working again. And it's not my sort of thing, but I can understand it and respect it. And he's not gonna have you know decent looking nails because he doesn't take care. Doesn't allow a professional to take care of him. Probably does it himself, or has you know wife, girlfriend, somebody do it for him. So no matter what, they're all experiencing some sort of opposite gender thing depends on how far they take it, how much they embrace it, how much they allow it to explore themselves. That's all. That's really all. We all have it. It just depends on how far we take it. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Ah, TomSlayton.com, folks. TomSlayton.com. Go show him some love. Go show him some love right now. This week, we're looking at TomSlayton.com forward slash scatter. Now, this is one of his photos. I saw the thumbnail and thought it was just a mishmash of, of, of trinkets, to be quite honest. I mean, it looked like a bunch of paper. And then when I actually looked at the picture and pulled it up to large scale, it, it, it's obviously a junk drawer or junk drawers that have been dumped onto the floor. I mean, it looks like somebody emptied out two or three junk drawers and left. I mean, it's just a mess. It just, that's what it looks like. I mean, there's pens and paper and pencils and, and cards. I mean, like playing cards and matches and lighters and uh, paper tags and something that looks like a checkbook and something else that looks like a, a, a strip of, of vinyl or something. A ruler, maybe? I, I don't know. Bunch of stuff. An ashtray, maybe? I don't know. There's, it's so crazy. And the way, I don't know if it's the way Tom processed it or if it's just the way the photo is, but it almost looks like it was from a fire, because the background and everything else around it is so dirty and black that I'm wondering if it was the results of a fire and, you know, people dumping things out because they're trying to get something specific or, you know, move something out of the way or put something else out or who knows. I don't know. But anyway, cruise on over to TomSlayton.com forward slash scatter and tell them Charlie sent you. 
funny jokes so terrible they're actually funny. Now I found this on Tickled.com. It was published in June of 2015. This week, number 17. A group of chess enthusiasts checked into a hotel and were standing in the lobby discussing their recent tournament victories. After about an hour and a half, two hours, the manager came out of his office and asked them to leave, disperse, get out of the lobby. But why? asked some of these chess players as they were leaving. And the manager responded, Because I can't stand chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. Of course, that's referencing the first line of the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Yes, 20 jokes so terrible, they're actually funny. side you flipped over the digital media and you are now on the b side this week i'm going to talk about september 30th the day this drops the day this publishes is international podcast day yeah did you know that i didn't know that i just learned it i literally learned it as i was putting this show together uh, about a week ago from when i'm recording this so about mid-September is when I learned this and went, oh man, I, I got on the bandwagon too late. I can't do anything except play this promo from their website. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. International Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. First, head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Second, use hashtag podcast day to join in the conversation. Remember September 30th. Now, let's start the conversation. So next year, I'm going to work on it. Next year, I'm going to have something for September 30th. As long as all things work out, I will have something for September 30th, International Podcast Day. But you listeners can still help out the show by rating, reviewing on iTunes, sharing the show on your social media network. However you can do to support the show, there are tons of ways to do it. Also over on the B-side, did you know that October 3rd through the 7th is Customer Service Appreciation Week? That's right, Customer Service Appreciation Week. What that means is all people who work in the customer service world, whether it is over the phone, over the internet, or face-to-face, retail, food, doesn't matter. If your job is servicing customers... This week is all about you, October 3rd through the 7th, 2016. This is an international thing all over the world. And this has been going on since 1992. So if you work in a business that doesn't appreciate your customer service, make sure they know about Customer Service Appreciation Week. This is the week they should be giving back to you with an extra thank you for doing the job that you do. And the reason I bring this up on my show is because if you think about it, in a way, my show is kind of like a customer service. You know, I'm providing a service to you, the consumer, 
you're consuming the product. So you're a customer because you're consuming the product that I create. So it's a form of customer service. And I've worked the traditional customer service in the past, both retail and uh, food and over the phone. And it it is a job that is tough because usually those positions, especially phone work, is somebody calling in to, to, to have something fixed. Maybe to complain, but ultimately have something fixed because they're not happy with whatever it is. Some people are pleasant about it because they realize, oh, this is, this is a fix. I, I got to call it in and get them to fix this, whatever it is. Other people are livid because they need to fix this thing and they need to fix it yesterday. You know, and, and everything in between. Sometimes they get, they get bothered and upset when it can't, what they want can't be done. So customer service is, is a very important thing in, in at least in the United States. And I'm sure it's that way all over the world or else they wouldn't have International Customer Service Week. So if you work customer service, which I'm sure that there are a lot of people that listen to my show, probably work customer service because, you know, when I worked customer service is when I discovered podcasts. And they were an escape to have on the ride to and from work and on breaks and lunches and things like that. So make sure your business celebrates you. Go Google Customer Service Appreciation Week and you'll find out more information. I'm also going to have a couple links over in the show notes at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Next up on the B-side, I'm going to share a song. Now this song goes out to a very specific listener. Because through communication, through the Facebook, uh, had, had just uh, some, some rough moments, you know, and uh, reached out to me and we communicated. And one of the things that we said, well, technically there's two things I'm going to share, but the first one is they were experiencing that alone feeling that we sometimes get as trans people or gender diverse people. And, you know, my response was... No one's alone. No one's alone. There, there are so many people out there. No one is alone. And then the second thing is this individual likes musical theater. And so the song from Into the Woods, No One is Alone, goes out to my friend and patron, Candace T.
isn't here now. Things right things. Who knows what she'd say? Who can say what's true? Nothing's quite so clear now. Do things fight things. Feel you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not, not alone. Believe me, no one is alone. No one is alone. Believe me. Truly, you move just a finger. Alright, next up on the B-side, I got another song for you. Got another song. Last week, I played Bananarama's version of Venus. This week, I'm playing the version by Shocking Blue. And Shocking Blue, I found this last week when I put the episode together. Shocking Blue did this in 69. And I never knew this. I never knew that this song was that old and that Bananarama did a cover. I thought it was an original song. So I am proud to present to you Venus by Shocking Blue.
And that's all this week over on the B-Side. Listener feedback, here we go. Listener feedback, absolutely fun times with listener feedback. I have had the honor in the last uh, couple weeks since I uh, recorded some episodes for you that, that I got to spend some time with uh, someone I know in, in person and shared the show and said, hey, I do this. Uh, if you'd care to listen, here's how to find it. And listens and loves it. And I've mentioned her in the past, Jennifer B. And just to let you folks know, she's a cisgendered woman. And she's loving the show. She told me so herself. And just some of the, the, the thoughts and, and stories and things that I share about, you know, being gender diverse has, has opened her mind to seeing so many different things that she took for granted as a cisgendered woman. And because she, she never questioned her gender identity. It's, she's one of the people who just never crossed her mind. It's just not, that's not how she is. You know, or she never questioned her gender role within society. And so now to hear my stories and my experiences and things and the guests that I have, uh, she's really enjoying that experience. And so, Jenna, I want to say wonderful thank you for, for meeting up with me and, and sharing that, that morning. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fan. It, it really is, is nice to see you out there on the Facebook. Now, the next listener feedback I'm going to share comes from longtime listener, longtime interactor, writer, <laughs> interacting with me through uh, email, Emily K. Emily had this to say. Good morning, Charlie Sabrina. I just finished part three of your interview with Lee Harrington. What an amazing person. His worldview and attitudes are exactly where I wish we all could be. I plan on listening to all three at least one more time. Thank you to Lee for sharing his story, and thank you for making your conversation with him available to all of us. It made me think that even though I'm not in that place in my life where transition can happen yet, I am still me, and that me is Emily K. I'm proud of that. Your show means the world to me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Regards, Emily K. And I wrote her back saying thank you and all that wonderful stuff, because Emily is just a sweetheart. And I'm going to say it here on the air, Emily, thank you so very much for writing. And I'm so, so very happy to hear that you enjoyed the Lee Harrington show, uh, or conversation rather, with all, par- all three parts. I, I enjoyed it uh, just as much. I-, I-, I mean, I enjoyed it when I recorded it live. I enjoyed it when I edited it. I enjoyed it when I put it in the final episode uh, release. And so there's three separate times I basically listened to it, if not more, because of the whole editing process. And I feel more enlightened after every time I hear it because there's something more that comes out of it every time. It's, if you haven't heard it, folks, go back and listen. Episode 102, 103, 104, A Conversation with Lee Harrington, Parts 1, 2, and 3. Just a phenomenal guest, and I feel so honored to have been able to spend that time with him. And Emily, I'm so glad that you liked it as well. And thank you again for writing. And this next listener feedback goes to someone I mentioned last part, (laughs) Candace T. 
Candace T uh, has been catching up on all the episodes and just recently got caught up. And when I said, well, how, how far back did you have to listen? And <laughs> episode 47 was her response. So she went from episode 47 to 104 at that point in time in, I don't know how long, like uh, just a few weeks. And I am amazed. One, that you can listen to my voice that long. Because, <laughs> I mean, hey, thank you so much for listening. But even I realize that the same type of voice can get boring to listen to for, you know, all that length of time. I think that's why they have so many different newscasters. Because, you know, people can only listen to the same people for so long. But I am honored that you took that time to listen and enjoyed the show, Candice. I, I, I told you so when you shared the information, but I'm saying this here now. Thank you. I, it's, it's so wonderful to know that you've listened to all the episodes and caught up with them all. It's just, thank you. Also, Candace wrote an iTunes review. Also, Candace wrote an iTunes review. Charlie Sabrina Miller gives a weekly podcast that gives true insight to her journey through life as a genderqueer person. I've been listening for over 100 episodes. The show gets better each week. The interviews and the commentary is so insightful to anyone who knows someone who is transgender, an ally, or even those just looking for more information. It has personally changed my life in how I feel about my own life. Listen from the beginning and you will be hooked. Candace, thank you so much for that wonderful five-star iTunes review. It, it really is. Your words are amazing and so wonderful and kind. Thank you. And, and then just the simple fact that you did rate and review the show is, is awesome. Because, if, if folks, if you don't know how iTunes works or these other podcatchers work, they're based on algorithms. When a show gets attention, the show is exposed to the mass audiences on these things. You know, that's how it gets into the iTunes top 10 and top 100 and newsworthy or no noteworthy or whatever they're calling it now and and that's how the show gets exposed i mean just by simply subscribing to it in itunes it will show you know like if somebody looks up my show and you know they'll see that other people listen to different shows as well you know there's one suggestion so if somebody's listening to one of the other podcasts out there transgender podcasts like the uh, minnesota trans atheist podcast which is also part of the queer life, by the way. Um, you know, if somebody subscribes to that show on iTunes, they'll see that others subscribe, you know, the other, other listeners of the Trans Atheist podcast also listen to Changes in Latitudes of Transgender Experience. It, it, that's just how those algorithms work. And the same is true for Stitcher. It works a little differently from what I can tell on the app. And Stitcher's going through a bunch of changes right now because they've changed ownership and things. I'm kind of excited to see where they'll go in the next six months. But that's, that's neither here nor there. But that's how these things work. So no matter what podcatcher or listening app or however you're listening to the show, rate, review, give feedback. Because most of the time it's anonymous I mean, feedback, written out feedback usually isn't, but the fact of, you know, clicking five stars on iTunes, nobody's going to know you did it. You know, it's not, it's not public. You'll, you might be able to see it in your own little report of stuff that you've liked, but it's not public. I mean, the fact that it's got a five-star review is public, but who did it? Nobody knows. 
Same is true for Stitcher with the thumbs up or the sharing option or whatever they have now. I, I, like I said, I haven't checked out the Stitcher app in a while, and I know they've made some changes. So, but interacting with the show that way so helps out the show to gain exposure, to let other people know. Because when I started this show, I searched transgender in the iTunes uh, store, the iTunes catalog. And I came up with uh, Transition Transmission, which, you know, they've been around for a number of years now. And my hat's off to those three wonderful ladies who do their podcast once or twice a month, whatever it is. Uh, I've followed Amber on and off for years. She was part of the uh, internet learning curve part of my coming out process in the very beginning. And it's just been it's just been wonderful to to you know personally you know see her grow as, as as in finding her gender journey and understanding it and understanding herself and then hearing the stories with the other two people it's it's just it is it is just a wonderful podcast you know so if somebody searches out transgender they're going to get that one and then they're going to get mine and then they're going to get the trans atheist and they're going to get a handful of all the other pod, uh, transgender podcasts that are out there. But the exposure comes when the listeners interact because they're going to see, oh, look, this, this one has five stars. This one says, you know, what Candace said, it's changed her life. It's changed the way she looks at things. You know, so something like that in four or five years or even six months, somebody's going to see, somebody on that same gender journey looking for answers is going to see, and they're going to they're gonna read that review. They're going to hear whatever words are written there about the show and that is how those things work so take the time to do that for any of the podcasts you listen to not just mine but take that time it really does help out the show so thank you again candace Holy cow, is it that time already? We made it to the end? Jeez, wow. Okay, wow, it went by so fast. It went by so fast this time. I mean, it's like it's like I just started. Kind of crazy. <laughs> really kind of crazy. All right, well, next episode. Next episode is kind of a bonus episode. Not entirely a bonus bonus, but a bonus nonetheless. I'm going to call it episode... 106.5 kind of like a radio station because it fits into my lineup that way but also it's just a rebroadcast of my appearance on the queer life from september 9th their episode 97 so i'm going to replay that episode that one's going to come out on monday or tuesday coming up around the corner just depends on how i get this editing stuff done <laughs> editing and recording for that matter but that's coming up around the corner so keep an eye out for it it's not going to be published on a friday like the rest of the of the shows it's a bonus release so keep an eye out for episode 106.5 but next week next friday episode 107 i'm gonna call all the world's a stage and we all play a role where do we fit in yeah, I'm gonna, a little philosophical is where my mind is on that when I put that topic together. So that's coming up a week from today. I'm always looking for topics. I'm always looking for guests. Send the information to me. Send it my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out Patreon, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. Why? Because of the bonus content called Unplugged. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourself. 
take care of somebody else. And I'll see you next week. Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And always remember this.